Well, Happy New Year, and welcome Milton Bible Church. It's great to be together again as we celebrate a new year. I believe with all my heart that this is going to be our best year ever as a church, and I pray for each one of you that this will be your greatest year ever as you embark on a new day in God. We are going to, at the end of the uh, talk today, at the end of the sermon, we're going to take communion together. And so if you need to grab some bread and some juice or whatever it might be, hit the pause button, come back, and we'll continue. All right, but we are going to have communion at the end of uh, the sermon time. Do you know what? On this first Sunday of 2021, I really wanted to use our time together to kind of give a state of the church address. Some things that are on my heart as we move forward, some things that you can expect at Milton Bible Church as we transition into a new year. Not only are we transitioning into a new year and a new time, but understand this, as COVID and COVID-19 affects Uh, fall away from us and we enter into a new normal as people and as a church that we're going to have a transition time and that transition I just want you to be prepared for it so let me tell you some of the things that are on my heart some of the things that God is stirring up in our church and some of the reasons why I believe we are going to have the best year we've ever had as a church I really believe that I have faith for that. I hope you do too. But let me tell you some of the things that are happening even now as I speak. Um, 2021, one of the things that's on our radar is we want to bring on more elders. As Milton Bible Church grows and as the need for spiritual care, discernment, leadership happens at our church, we need to bring on more elders. And uh, the way we do these kinds of things at NBC, if you've been around long enough, we always begin with prayer. We saturate these things in prayer. Prayer is the way we begin the process. So on January 13th, I would invite you to our prayer meeting on Zoom. We're going to talk about the process. We're going to talk about what we're seeking, what we're asking God to do. Uh, But uh, we're going to begin with prayer. So January 13th, join us on Zoom for our prayer meeting as we begin the process of bringing on new elders in 2021. One of the things that we have enjoyed uh, really is we've enjoyed just a wonderful time with the elders that we have. And let me just take a moment to express my appreciation for Matt Timpson, uh, Roy Sieben, and uh, Dave Nelson as well. These three guys plus myself form our elders board, and we have had just the most wonderful, sweetest time of fellowship together, friends together, moving God's work forward together. And I just appreciate those guys so much. I love them. They're my friends. And uh, we, we are just looking to expand that friendship into the new year. Secondly, what we are launching and have already launched is a new pastoral care program. And so over the next six months, while we get into a new normal coming out of our COVID-19 days, what we want to do is make sure that every man, woman, and child, every teenager is cared for. 
We want to make sure that no one is left behind. So you may get a phone call, if you haven't already, from someone who will say something like, hi, my name is so-and-so. You may know them, you may not, but they're going to ask you, is there anything we can pray for you for? Is there anything we can do for you during these days? We want to make sure, as a family, we're loving on one another, we're caring for one another. And frankly, if you don't get a phone call in the next couple weeks, Make sure you let us know. Make sure you let us know, and we'll make sure that you're involved in this pastoral care response team that is going to take us through the next several months. Thirdly, we're going to, some hire, we're going to hire some new staff. We're already, uh, we hope to be able to make an announcement very soon about new staff. We've had some staff leave. Some come on uh, less time than they were before as they, you know, transition. Uh, there are going to be some things happening this year that are a little different. And so what we want to do is we really have a six-month leadership window in which we are going to hire some new staff and we are going to uh, transition some ministries and make them really even better than they've been in the past. So look forward to that. You're going to meet somebody very soon that I think you're going to love and going to enjoy. Also, 2021, we're going to have some new outreach initiatives. Coming out of the Christmas gift campaign, we've made a promise and we have it in our hearts to do ministry in a new and different way. One of the things that COVID-19 has taught us is that as a church, we can do things differently in a, a time where a, a pandemic is upon us, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is not hemmed in by it. It is not contained by it, and so we want to move forward. So you're going to hear of some new outreach initiatives that I think you're going to be very excited about and want to get involved in. Fourthly, uh, we're going to talk about new NBC uh, 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 church online format, more media as far as what we're doing with our media ministry. Again, we took up that offering uh, at Christmas for worship equipment and for uh, media equipment, things that we really desperately needed. But the heart and the desire behind that was to reach more people for Jesus Christ, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in a newer, better, and even more full way. And so things may change up a little bit, and I want you to be prepared for that. We may do things a little differently. I believe that they'll be more effective in proclaiming the gospel. The last thing that I want to mention is just that we're going to be doing ministry in new and different ways. Again, we are in this time of transition over the next months, and we want to continue to make disciples and see lives transformed, or the transformation of individuals and families and our community and our nation and the nations. And we have learned so many things during these days. You know, I said some time ago when this broke out, I really believed with all my heart that God was shaking the church and he was shaking the nation. But he's shaking us in a good way. He's shaken us in a way that's made us more creative, made us more effective, made us more um, focused in how we do what we do and put things in our hearts that I believe are going to 
bring the kingdom of God forward in wonderful ways such as we've never seen before. And that's why I say I really believe with all my heart that this is going to be NBC's greatest year ever, 2021. And my prayer is that you'll jump in, that you'll be a part of that, you'll make sure that you are a, 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 a part of what God is doing and moving things forward. Because uh, it, it's just going to be great to be on the journey together in this exciting time. So today what I want to do is I want to look at three ways that uh, help the kingdom of God move forward. And this is something that God has been putting in my heart for quite some time. And so I want to just share it with you. In Mark chapter 9, verses 38 to 41, Jesus has, I think, some things that are very helpful and that have really been speaking to me. And this is just my heart as a pastor to the heart of our church. So Mark chapter 9, verse 38, it says to this, John said to him, that is to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. So three things that Jesus tells us to help move the kingdom of God forward. And one of the ways, the first way is this, to cooperate with those who believe in Christ. As it says in verse 38, it says, And John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because, listen to this, he was not one of us. And Jesus said to him, Do not stop him. The first thing I think this passage teaches us and Jesus teaches us is to cooperate with others who believe in Christ. To cooperate with those who believe in Christ. In this passage, what's happened is the disciples have run into someone who is casting out demons in Jesus' name. And what that means is by the authority of Jesus. But the deal is this. They did not have permission from Jesus or his disciples. And his disciples had no idea who this guy was. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to control Jesus... They're trying to control Jesus and say, Jesus, we want you to stop him. That's what's going on here. And I want you to notice what Jesus says. He says, do not stop him. Jesus is teaching us some wonderful principles about how to have a great heart to see the kingdom of God move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, greatness is not sectarian. Greatness is not about building our silos or our ministry or our church. The kingdom of God is much bigger than that. The kingdom of God has no walls. And what Jesus is teaching us is that we need to cooperate with one another. So let me ask you, Milton Bible Church, when you're out driving around town, 
when you're out driving throughout the Halton region or wherever you are, and you go by a Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church, I want you to pray for that church. If it's an evangelical church, and you know what I mean by that, I mean that they believe that the Bible is infallible, it's the word of God, that they proclaim Christ crucified, and they seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with a passion, with all their heart. I'm just going to ask you to pray for them. Pray for their leaders. Pray for their pastors. Pray for their elders. Pray for the work that they are doing in the community. Pray for God's favor upon the people. Let's pray for them. Let's bless them. Let's ask God to raise up not just one or two or three or four great churches in Milton. Let's ask him to raise up many great churches, lots of great churches in our community and in our region. Milton needs more great churches. We do. And so I'm going to ask you to pray for that. I'm going to ask you to pray for those uh, things. You know, when I first moved to Milton about 30 years ago, I came from London, which was a much bigger city, and my whole world was really just my little denomination of Fellowship Baptist. There were 30 churches in the London area, didn't really need anybody else, didn't really know anybody else. But when I came to a small town of Milton, do you know what I found? I found that there were pastors and leaders and and churches that were doing amazing things with the Presbyterians, with the Pentecostals, um, with, with the Brethren with different organizations, with the, with the Anglicans, brilliant people doing brilliant work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what I realized? I realized that it wasn't just me, that, that the kingdom of God had no walls. The kingdom of God was great, and I could join in, and I could cooperate with these other churches to see the kingdom of God go forward. And we saw wonderful things happen during those years. And we need to see that again. We need to see that again. As I said, Milton needs many great churches. Would you pray for that? Would you pray for that? The kingdom of God is big. The next thing that Jesus teaches us is that believers are allies, not enemies. Listen to what it says in verses 39 and 40. After Jesus says, do not stop him, he says, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. What Jesus is teaching us here is believers are allies, not enemies. And what Jesus is saying, listen, if someone is going around and casting out demons in my name. He is not going to soon afterward turn against me. So what Jesus is saying to his disciples is understand this. This guy is on our side. This guy is on our team. This guy is one of us. We need to be for one another as Christians. We need to be each other's cheerleaders. We need to be lifting one another up 
in the Lord, not just as individuals, just in our church, but as Christians throughout the Christian world. We want to be known as people who are for the kingdom of God and for other churches and speak well of other churches and don't denigrate or put down those who might not do things exactly the way we do them. So we need to be for one another, for churches in our community, for the fellowship of even, with the fellowship of evangelical Baptist churches to which we belong, some five to 600 churches across Canada. And as well, we want to be for those who are like-minded who can become even closer to us in the days ahead. Do you know at Melton Bible Church, we use some key words that, that we used to describe us because um, we know that we're a little different. One of the ways in which we're a little different is we call ourselves a word and spirit church. And what that means is that we have a passionate love for the word of God, the teaching of the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. And the Bible is always our authority, our final authority for faith and practice. And the Bible does not go beside us. The Bible does not go below us. But the Bible is always above us. Our authority in everything we do. We want to be passionately biblical. We also, at the same time, want to be open to the supernatural ministry of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe that God works in ways that we cannot even begin to understand at times. And, and, and God loves to come alongside and display his glory and display his character and his goodness. And so we want to be a word and spirit church. That's how we describe ourselves. Another word that we use to describe ourselves is that we want to be a grace-filled people. We believe that by grace we've been saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God. That the reason we have a relationship with God and a love for one another is because of God's grace, God's unmerited favor, his love that we don't deserve and that we can't earn. And it's all because of God. And so because of God's love and favor towards us that reconciles us through Christ and changes and transforms us, what we want to do is we want to have grace-filled relationships with one another, with God and with one another. That's why the Bible says, for there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We are not a people full of judgment and condemnation. If God doesn't condemn us, then certainly we shouldn't be condemning one another. We want to be a people of grace, a grace-filled people. Lastly, another word that describes us is that we are a gospel-centered people. And what we believe is that what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, his atoning work to bear our sin, has been buried, risen again, and through the resurrection of Christ and the ascension of him into glory. We live in light of that. We live on the other side of the cross. We live in the victory of the newness of life that Jesus has given us through what he has done. And so we want to be a gospel-centered people that everything we do and everything we are 
is centered in the gospel, the good news, the proclamation and the living out of this life that Christ has given to us through what he has done. And I believe that we can have, when it comes to relationship with other churches, I believe we can have an even closer, special relationship with those who are like-minded, through those with whom we share these values. But understand this. We need to look at all Bible-believing, gospel proclamation, passionate lovers of Jesus as allies and not as enemies. We are comrades together, not competitors, even if we are a bit different in how we express ourselves. Third thing I think Jesus teaches us about moving the kingdom forward is this, that we need to extend hospitality to other believers. And in verse 41, Jesus says, for truly, I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. In other words, to offer at the very least a cup of water, which is the most basic form of hospitality, Jesus says when you offer a cup of water to someone who claims to know me, you are not going to lose your reward by doing that. In fact, just the opposite. You will gain a reward for doing that. So let me ask you a question. How does your daytimer flesh up to what Jesus is saying? And as I looked at this passage of scripture, and as I looked what I felt God was teaching me, I needed to flesh out this passage in my own life and amongst other church leaders in our community. We have that heart for other churches. And we have that heart for other church-wide relationships to see the kingdom of God go forward together. And as I began to think to myself and to go through my daytimer and what I've been doing in the last year or so, I began to think of examples of Milton Bible Church working with other churches to build the kingdom and to express community. Do you know that the very last citywide uh, prayer meeting um, was hosted by Milton Bible Church? It was initiated by Milton Bible Church. It was right here in this very room that I'm speaking about that we gathered together as churches and we prayed for different things, for our our politicians, for the things that were happening in our communities. You know, all of these things happened. And uh, it was because we had a heart to see that happen and a vision to see that happen. Do you know that the last citywide pastor's luncheon was paid for by Milton Bible Church? So thank you, Milton Bible Church. You're more generous than you know. And what we did was we simply gathered uh, as many would come from the community and uh, we just said, hey, let's be friends together. Let's just love on one another. Let's just pray for one another. That's just our heart. And so those are the kinds of things that we, we do. Do you know at Milton Bible Church over the years, we've seen between seven and 10 churches, new churches start out of our building or out of our buildings. 
And one of the things we've done is we've done all we can to come behind them and to help them, many times to mentor them and to be a part of their lives and a part of even their leadership, to love on them, to see them established in Christ, in our community. We have a heart for that, to see the kingdom of God go forward. Now, not all of those churches have continued. A number of them haven't, and that's tough. That's tough. We hate to see that happen, but we want to help babies be born. New churches start. It wasn't that long ago, about uh, a year ago, that uh, Jordan Harnum and I sat down with one of the pastors of a small church in the community. And he had, was, was struggling with having a youth ministry in his own church. But he wanted, and so he wanted to come and join Momentum Youth here at Milton Bible Church. So Jordan and I sat down with him, and uh, we mapped out a way that his youth group could keep their distinctiveness and their identity as coming from their own church while at the same time being a part of the great things that God is doing at Momentum Youth. And we have many students that come from other churches that are involved in Momentum Youth. And that's just a heart that Jordan has for our community that all are welcome to come. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a kingdom thing. Do you know, at the Connect Group, we, have, we, we host leaders' meetings for groups like Christian Horizons, Feb Central, uh, the denomination that we belong to, Feb Central Region, Ontario Region, church planters gather here. We have the common ground leaders that gather here. We have churches that come and they do services here and they have meetings here and Christian organizations come and they use our facilities. And this is just who we are. We love to see those things happen. We love to see uh, uh, the opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God and to see it go forward. Do you know what? One of the things that we're doing is we're working with Chef Milani, who is uh, the owner of Caribbean Vibes, who every Sunday hands out meals to uh, those in Milton, to everyone who would come to her business downtown, receive a free meal. And we, we're, we're a part of that. And we're looking at ways to continue to support people like that in our community that love God, and that have a heart for those who have great needs. And I'm telling you, we got heroes around here. We have heroes that walk in our midst. And we want to be a blessing to them. Do you know, when I say I believe that NBC will have the greatest year it's ever had. And I pray that you have the best year you ever have. When I say that. Greatness does not mean that we're listed as one of the biggest churches or one of the most influential churches in the region or in the town. Who cares? What I want is at the end of the day, when you and I stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, that he looks upon us as a part of the Milton Bible Church family and he says, well done, well done. You have given your life and laid down your time and your talents 
and your treasures to invest and to make my bride beautiful. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. To be a church that operates and cooperates with other Christian churches and organizations to see the kingdom of God built and to see the spirit of God come and fall upon the churches so that we go forward in power. And as I said before, we need not just one or two or three, we need many great churches in Milton. And so let's pray to that end and let's allow God to use us so that Milton Bible Church is known to be a resource church, to bless those who are in need and to be a part of what God is doing in other places around us. So let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. Here's how you do this. Very practical. As we begin a new year, we are relaunching connect groups. So sign up and join a connect group. It might look a little different during this time of COVID, but get connected. Make sure that you are being spiritually connected with other Christians, that we are making disciples in one another's lives, and we are seeing people's lives transformed. Join a connect group. Secondly, as we relaunch ministry teams, jump into a ministry team, jump into serving. I will tell you something. There is no place you will grow more than when you sacrifice and you serve for the glory of God. You want to invest in yourself? Get serving. Our ministry teams are, are for that reason. And then thirdly, as we relaunch our GO teams, our GO teams that go and proclaim the gospel in our neighborhoods and in our nations, get involved in some of those initiatives that are taking place. And I will tell you, we will see the kingdom of God go forward in power like we have never done before. Let's get refocused. Let's gather and worship God. Let's grow in connect groups and in serving. And let's go and make disciples proclaiming the gospel in our neighborhood and in the nations. Over the next few months, you're going to get invited more and more into that. And I trust that you'll be a part of that, that you'll join in, and that you'll take that challenge. Invest in yourself and be great in the kingdom of God. That's, what I, that's what's on my heart as we begin this new year. I hope it's on your heart as well. Let's begin to pray into those things. And the entire reason we do that is because of what Christ has done on the cross. Because the gospel is the power of God to change us, to change families, to change our nation. And so what we want to do is we want to just take a few minutes and we want to sit at the foot of the cross. We want to eat the bread. We want to drink from this cup. We want to eat the of the bread which symbolizes the body of Jesus Christ broken on the cross for us, bearing our sin so that we might be declared righteous. It's called the great exchange. Jesus bears our sin and takes our sin away 
And what he does instead is he takes the righteousness of God and he gives it to us. When some people kind of give that illustration, they use a Bible. And they say, on the cross, it's where Jesus bore our sin. He took, he, he, he took it away and he put it on himself. And what he did in exchange was he took his righteousness and he put it upon us. So that the Father only sees the righteousness of Christ in us. That's why there's no condemnation. Because that's who the Father sees. Holy and righteous people. The children of God set apart for his glory. That is what the bread symbolizes. And the blood is symbolized by the cup. By his blood we are healed. The scripture says in the Old Testament, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, shed his blood in order to forgive our sins so that we might, through accepting what he has done by faith, walk into newness of life with him. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read a passage of scripture, 1 Corinthians 11 which is well known to many, 1 Corinthians 11. And then after that, we will eat and we will drink together. 1 Corinthians 11 says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so I would invite you to take bread, take a good chunk. Make sure you have something to really chew on. Take the cup and I would invite you to eat and I would invite you to drink. Let's pray together. Father, I believe with all my heart because you have filled my heart with faith for a great, a great 2021. In the lives of individuals, in the lives of families, in the life of our church, and in the life of the kingdom of God to move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we pray that as a church, we would learn what it means to live in the victory of the cross as sons and daughters set apart for the glory of God, clothed in the righteousness of Christ by the sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, our Savior. May we walk in the fullness of the newness of life 
that you have given to us in this new year. And may we walk in it together for your glory and your honor. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, church, happy new year. Thanks for jumping in. And let's look forward to all that God will do in the days ahead. God bless you.